Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. So this actually might be one of the harder podcasts that I've had to record um, because, man, there's just so much in this chapter, and I feel like we don't do it justice if we break it up a lot. I think it's better to keep this chapter as a whole because it's one story, and I'm not going to lie to you. I um, have never really studied this passage in depth, and now at the end of just reading over it one or, few, one or two times, it is becoming one of my favorite passages of Scripture. I think it's so cool, um, and so I'm going to try to be short today. I'm going to try to break, to keep it together as much as we can, but we're going to split up Acts chapter 10 into two chapters, right? And I think this is a great example of why you read the whole chapter of scripture, because I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Verses 1 through 8, and then verses 9 through 16, uh, if you just read it and stop there, you're kind of like, well, that's two really random stories. They don't go together at all. But when you read the rest of chapter 10, it is telling this beautiful story. So I'm going to sum it up section by section, and then um, we're actually going to read at the very end of pastor scripture. But so in 1 through 8, so Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through 8. There is a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, and he is a centurion of the Italian regiment. So he is not a Jew. Okay, that's who he is. But but the Bible says he's a God-fearer, and he's doing good works for the Jewish people. So so he understands there's something about the Jewish people. He fears God. He, he has this this vague sense of, of that their God is the true God. He fears that God and all these things, but he doesn't fully understand it yet. And so an angel shows up to him, to Cornelius, and tells him to send servants to Joppa for Peter. So if you remember at the end of Acts chapter 9, Peter raises Dorcas to life, and that was in Joppa. And then it says he stays there. And so this angel comes to Cornelius and says, hey, go send for Peter. So he goes and sends for Peter. Then you have verse 9 through 16, and the story shifts to Peter for a second. And there's this huge passage of scripture that's so big for you and me because it's there that the Lord gives Peter a vision that all foods were clean, right? That Because that, this is huge because a major major distinguishing factor between Jews and Gentiles is the diet that they had. It was a major distinguishing factor. The Jews were known for not eating certain foods and the Gentiles would just eat anything. But but God in this vision the Lord gives Peter this vision that, that all foods are clean. And, and this vision just baffles Peter, man, because this is so unlike anything that Peter has ever grown up with. It, it's unlike anything Peter has ever known. It's just baffled him completely now that all foods are clean. So that's at the end of verse 16. And then you get to verse 17, and this is where it picks up. So as Peter is perplexed, he's, he's baffled, he's confused, the men that Cornelius sent to get him show up at that time. And so these guys come up randomly to Peter's house and they're saying, hey, Cornelius wants to see you. And what's cool is the Holy Spirit confirms with Peter that, hey, these men are sin of God. You you can and you should go with them. So so Peter goes with these men. He gets to Cornelius's house. And it's interesting because um, Cornelius actually bows down and worships Peter. Uh, and Peter's like, bro, get up. I'm just a man. That's awesome. And, uh, and so Peter walks into this large gathering and listen to what he says in verses 28 through 29. Listen, I love this. Says Peter said to them, "You know it's a forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner." So, so what Peter just said is, he's like, guys, uh, historically, right now, religiously, we're breaking the rules. Like, I'm a Jewish man. I'm in your house, a foreigner. We're not supposed to be doing this right now, but we're doing it because look at what he says. But God has shown to me 
that I must not call any person impure or unclean. That is why I came without any objection as to why I was sent for. So I may ask why you sent for me. So this is so, so cool, right? Because Peter's like, guys, we're breaking the rules culturally. We're not supposed to do this, but God has shown me, God's shown me that I must not call any person impure or unclean. So what's amazing about this is I used to always, and just being personal with you here, I used to always joke about the food, right? That, man, Acts chapter 10 is such a cool passage because it says we can eat anything. Praise God for bacon and praise God for all that stuff. Absolutely. But man, what's so cool is happening in the context of this passage is, is yes, it, the Lord uses food to show Peter this vision, but this vision is so much bigger than the food. It's a vision that opens Peter's eyes to realize that, man, the gospel just has torn down a major barrier between Gentiles and Jews. That the gospel has torn this barrier down. And now Peter says, I have no reason to call a person impure or unclean, but because the gospel is for all of us. The gospel begins to bring this incredible unity, and the Lord shows that to Peter through seeing this food. And so, man, I can't encourage you enough to read this pastor scripture tomorrow. We're going to look into what Peter actually begins to preach because in verses 30 through 33, Cornelius kind of explains. He's like, man, I had this vision to go get you, so I sent for you, and now here you are. And I love what he says in verse 33. He says, it was good of you to come, so now that we are all in the presence of God to hear everything you have been commanded by the Lord. So Cornelius is like, bro, we brought you here. What's the good news that you have to share with us? And so while we can joke about this passage being a great passage for us and what we eat, which, man, I'm glad we can eat bacon. on about you. That's awesome. But So we can joke about that. But man, this passage is is declaring far more, far more than just the fact that you can eat new foods. This passage is making a beautiful declaration that the gospel is uniting Jews and it's uniting Gentiles and it's uniting all of us together. And what's incredible is we're about to see how Peter is is really just realizing this. I mean, he's he's realizing this now in a newfound way that food is not something to separate these two people, but the gospel is bringing them together. And we're going to see that tomorrow in the message that Peter proclaims. So read this chapter. Um, I pray that you read it, chapter 10 tonight and tomorrow. And um, We'll talk about the second half tomorrow when we get to it. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.